This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Geekscapists, welcome to episode 148 of Geekscape. So glad you've been with us almost three years now. Uh, for those newcomers, this is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book <laughs> podcast that <laughs> likes to cover the latest news and reviews in those worlds. As, as always... been with the show that long just did that like shake they shook their head at themselves at how long they've been watching yeah like it's like oh my god oh my god it's yeah. been he almost said three it years. three years it's like you're in a bad relationship what was and you're like, oh yeah, yeah three years so wow. so guys uh change things the, the, there's one thing that doesn't change though about the abusive relationship uh myself jonathan lennon is always joined by a rotating co-host this time we've got william bibiani guest Hello! co-host of the year nominee uh, for this year's Geekscape Awards, which has a deadline in one week. So check the Geekscape website and make sure you guys get your votes in. And vote for me! Yeah. Sure. He's here to campaign. Um, because Ian Kerner won't return my phone calls. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Where is he? Uh, I talked to Ian last week briefly. He got a new job. He's he's cool. He wants to come on the couch, but we just have to find an opportune time. Did he see New Moon, Midnight? I don't know. I don't I'm know. sure he did. But, uh, guys, we've been at this two years. The first year, Ian Kerner did win Best Co-Host. Last year, Bibiani won. I, I tied, in all fairness. Yeah, With whom? Uh, Felicia Day. Uh, the yeah. Felicia Day. But you know what? But, but, but she did not become a staple of this proud That's organization. So. Nor did she show up to receive her award. So, Bibiani here. Uh, I got to tell you, though, Nar Williams... He's, uh, he's, he's bringing some heat this he's year. He's a contender. He's, he's a, a contender. contender. Uh, I, I, I respect... His competition, but I'm gonna kick his motherfucking ass, bitches. Nar will be uh, here next week to review Avatar and give uh, give you a, I guess a, a a rebuttal to the kick your ass bitches that you just threw. I, I I think so. I think so. Uh, but we've got we've only got a couple episodes left to go before uh, 100, 150. Any big plans, Gilmore? Have you made plans for Geekscape episode 150? You got a tuxedo? You, you set up? What what do you got? I got a new coat. Okay. 
Good. As far as I went. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see you guys all there at episode 150. Um, unless somewhere you find pride in yourself and have decided to abandon us. <laughs> episode no. 148. No. Uh, if you're still with us after that, comment. Let's get right to it. Uh, Bibiani and I went to see The Lovely Bones last night. This is Peter Jackson's new movie. Uh, and so was Laura. <laughs> Laura off camera and just said. And for those of you playing the drinking game, Laura did just speak S- off sweetie, camera. Sweetie, did Take you know time. that there was a, a drinking game, a Geekscape drinking game that established rules? Uh, what, were, what are some of these rules? Well, anytime Ken, Ken anytime the Gilmore's digits show up on screen. Anytime a dog shows up, anytime okay. Laura says something off screen, I added anytime there were technical difficulties. You're going to kill them with that one. I know. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that one will kill them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are not playing the drinking game yet, yeah. that's those are the rules of the Geekscape drinking game. There might be more. Check the forums. Yeah, check the forums. Uh, so guys, The Lovely Bones. This is Peter Jackson's new movie. It's uh, an adaptation of the popular book. In By the Alice Siebold. Okay, uh, Alice Siebold. It's, yes. o- it's over on the shelf. Um, I've got a... Somewhere in the world. <laughs> I've got a lot of books on that show. It shelf. certainly does. Uh, the book revolves around a, uh, <laughs> abducted and murdered child whose ghost still, before she goes on to, uh, heaven, yeah. helps, uh, a bit with, with, uh, it's she, not, she, not so much okay. helps, but she observes her she, family she observes going through the She observes her family as right. they're, as they are suffering, in, and, and her friends as they're yeah. suffering after her disappearance, and, but also... Uh, helps a bit as her father and, to an extent, her sister yeah. become obsessed with finding her killer. Yeah. Um, the, the cast is, uh, you got Mark Wahlberg playing the father. You've yes. got Rachel Weisz as the, the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Plays as, the abductor. He's yeah. a neighbor. He is phenomenal. Yeah. And then Susan Sarandon plays the grandma. The and young girl is... Saoirse Ronan. Okay. And Saoirse where Ronan, who was in Atonement, and uh-huh. she was brilliant in that as well. Um, so yeah, she's, she's fantastic. She's, she's shaving up to be quite a fine little actress. Uh, I've been looking yeah. forward to this movie for quite some time being, no. considering Peter Jackson is one of my favorite directors. Yes. And, absolutely. uh, but I've been hearing mixed things about this movie. You know, I, I've been yeah. hearing about 50% negative. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a safe assessment of the film, actually. It's about 50% negative. Yeah. Seeing the film, uh, I'm always excited by Peter Jackson's directing. Yeah. I, I always like that he has a very deliberate camera. Uh, the writing is usually pretty well done. Uh, this time around, though, uh, he's balancing a couple different plates. Uh, I'm going to have to use my hands here. He's got the story, uh, obviously, of the family members who've survived this incident right. and are, are moving on. It's, it's a pretty realistic world, but in it, you automatically get this uh, this sense that the plot revolves around finding the abductor killer. Yeah, there's so many like set pieces even mm-hmm. based around will they or won't they notice this key clue or, or, or will he right. end up attacking someone else in the family and it's built very in very much in a Hitchcockian way it felt a lot like Shadow of a Doubt to me you have scenes where yeah. Michael Imperioli the uh, police officer on the case even goes over to Stanley who's only allowed to play detectives in 70s movies now <laughs> yeah it is a period piece it is, it is set in the 70s yeah. uh, there's a scene where he goes over to William Tucci's house and Stanley Tucci. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Uh, he was thinking Tucci. of me. He goes over to William. He, yeah. That's where you're going to end up. No, uh, I actually thought of Gilmore the whole time when I saw this uh, yeah, child abductor. Me too. Bring it in. Uh, <laughs> Drink. So uh, there's a part where they go over to Stanley Tucci's house, and there's a, a, an obvious clue just sitting out there, and there's yeah. a bit of suspense, like will they pick up on it? Uh, things like that definitely lead the audience in the direction of that storyline. Balanced against it are the little girl's experiences in the afterlife. The in-between. Between heaven and earth. And where she's kind of learning the rules and how much she can actually influence and affect 
Yeah. Uh, the, her, her loved ones. And, and come to terms with her own death in, in uh, uh-huh. fantastical ways, visually interesting. Like in horrific. Ghost Dad. Uh, not not like, so much Ghost Dad. I was actually thinking more of What Dreams Will Come. It's a lot like What Dreams May Come. It's a lot like What Dreams May Come. That did look like that in the trailers. And just like What Dreams May Come, one of the flaws of the film is... Uh, Williams? No, <laughs> this really awkward exposition. Right. Anytime someone has to say in, in words exactly what's happening to the girl, whether it's her brother, you know, guessing as you know his insightful little boy might, or the uh, Navajo spirit guide little girl who mysteriously shows up uh, in the middle of her experiences, There's uh, the movie stops dead. The movie yeah. stops dead anytime someone explains it, which is weird because you don't need that. Because she's also narrating. Mm-hmm. The little girl is saying things like, I was 14 years old when I was abducted on December yeah. 6, 1973. And it's, you so we've like, clearly got a bit yeah. of an omniscient narrator going. We don't need to have the exposition character who exists for no good reason. Is it better or worse than The Invisible? I did not see The uh, Invisible. It, it, it's better than The Invisible. Oh, it's not, I don't I mean, think it's a bad movie. I, 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 I just I, think I, it's yeah. kind of awkwardly <laughs> structured. It's two competing films. It's two competing films. There's this films. New Age film, and then there's this Hitchcock film. And they and lead the, you in different directions. Exactly. And one of them ends in a very satisfying way, and the other one does not. And it's and, and, and it's it, not the one you're led to believe is the most important. Right. It's not the one is, that you've invested in. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough, because this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie that you're going to watch yeah. with some amazing filmmaking. And somewhere in there, I feel like there's a 90-minute great film. Yeah. But it is buried in the bloated corpse of the Lovely Bones, which mm-hmm. is sad to me. Uh, usually, fans like us, we always go, again, go, hey, why don't we see the director's cut? And in, in the... Uh, in the Lord of the Rings director's cuts, those things are incredible. I think they really improved yeah. the story. I think the King Kong director's cut is a significant improvement on the Oh, yeah, song. you're the guy who likes that. I like yeah. it. No, we both like the King Kong. Oh, yeah, Kong. yeah. And you both don't like Seinfeld. Yes. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, so Curb your enthusiasm can suck my balls as well. Well, I mean, but, but, but as geeks, we're always led to side with the director's cut. We love the director's cut. Here's an Generally, example yeah. where, we, where I think we, we just watched the director's cut. And I would have really liked to have seen the investor's cut. Uh, the, the, the cut that said, listen, li- 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 listen, Peter, let's see if you can throw this in at under two hours. Because I think doing so would have cut down on a lot of the flaws of the film where you do have uh, sort of those two undisciplined competing storylines. Yeah. And then there are those, those moments where he bridges the surreal and the real world and they kind of communicate with each other. But he has to go into a almost experimental filmmaking way. Mm-hmm. And he elaborates. Uh, he does things like he, lip, he ellipses time. He plays yeah. with those sort of things. Slow motion, stylized camera moves. Sure. And it just plays too much. He oversell. He overplays his hand a couple yeah. of times. Like uh, there's this main bit towards the end where everything seems like it's coming together, and the music is just way too familiar. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it might as well be. It's not that, but you recognize it when you hear it. It's like, oh, I don't know the name of that, but I know that that song or yeah. whatever. And it's so overdone, and it's a shame because it's actually it could be a pretty beautiful moment. Yeah. But uh, and it's I think the thing is, Lovey Bones is it's a very interesting movie, and I think it's totally worth seeing but it's it's no heavenly creatures and it's not satisfying right it's not terribly satisfying whereas his last film had a, his last serious story about little girls and murder uh was darker and had a more consistent tone okay. and it was actually more more assured in many mm-hmm. ways it, it felt more confident in filmmaking here it just seemed like he wasn't 
I don't know, it just really wasn't selling it as well as he could all the time. It was disappointing. But you know what? Uh, all the pieces are in place. I, yeah. even, I even thought Mark Wahlberg did an admirable job. He was great. A part of me was like, man, I would... I really... didn't want to kill Rachel Weiss. That was yeah. nice. Uh, I mean, he did an admirable job because yeah. we know. I, I know that Ryan Gosling was was cast in that part originally. And then he was and, deemed too young. And he was deemed too young and sent yeah. home. Exactly like uh, Stuart Townsend in Lord of the Rings. Right. And, uh, and, and I was into the movie. For, for bits and pieces of it the, the, the yeah. scene where she is actually abducted oh, and great. being being tricked seduced by yeah. Stanley Tucci's ch- character and, I mean, and they're and they're intercutting with the monotonous stuff their family's doing they have no idea and it's all these little moments like things you notice when you realize yeah. something's wrong or that you're in danger you notice like details and everything like that it's really really well handled that that, that scene was incredible I definitely really thought good. of yeah. uh, of Gilmore yeah. Uh, during that scene, yeah. what he will ultimately do one, at one point in his life yeah. when he reaches the desperate. Or actually, the, the part where she, she first becomes to me. realize that she's in trouble. dead. Oh, that she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah. You know, that was actually, there's a there's this whole scene in a bathroom that is just oh, horrifying. Awesome. Like, really, one of the better scenes awesome. I've seen all year, even if the movie wasn't that brilliant. Right. As the yeah. audience, should we see this movie? If you love Peter Jackson, fine, go see it in theaters. Otherwise, I think it's pretty safe to see it on DVD. But see it on DVD. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't fire on all cylinders. But it's that Kubrick scene in, in in the when she realizes she's dead oh, is God. just Ooh. awesome. Yeah, yeah terrifying. Uh, so Creepy guys, uh, Bibiani went and saw another film. Uh, yes, I sat did. this one out. I'm uh, one in one on this filmmaker. Um, he has a new movie called Up in the Air, starring George Clooney. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the movie. The movie is directed by um, Jason Reitman, Jason Ivan Reitman's Reitman, son, who I loved. I love Thank You for Smoking. Sure, and that was a great movie. I did I, not I, like Juno. A lot of people don't like Juno. I liked Juno. I didn't love Juno. Obviously, yeah. it's a very mannered film, but I thought he directed it well. Up in the Air is a very. It's a very mature movie. Actually, I was kind of impressed by it. It's a. It's a lot about uh, the the experience of uh, being older and then seeing that in contrast with your dreams of being young but it's about george clooney stars as a guy whose job is to fly across the united states firing people for employers who are too cowardly to do it themselves (laughs) and there's a lot of the film is is dedicated to scenes in which he destroys people's lives (laughs) and then has a certain responsibility to keep them from killing themselves right um in the course of the film he he is presented with a new hire at his at his own company whose own goal is to make his job obsolete. She wants to start doing all this by internet connection. Okay. So you don't even have to be in the same room as the person whose life you're destroying. Okay. And so in a way, he's being given the walking orders in, as in, well. In many respects, yes. Or at least he has to change his entire way of life. And he lives on the road. He loves right. the road. He, he, his apartment is completely bare. Okay. You know? And He likes uh, the, li- the detachment from Exactly. Things. And uh, so he lives a very detached life. And the film is about him, you know, trying to teach this girl about life on the road. But ironically, he's also trying to teach her about human connection. Mm-hmm. About why it is important to actually be with these people in these moments as opposed to being in another room or another part of the country and just staying out of it and about how cruel that is. So there's a lot of like there's a lot of back and forth to play, there's a lot of good contrasts in the narrative. All the acting is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Clooney is, is great as usual. Vera Farmiga, who has deserved an Oscar I think like three times now. Well, she's been in. This well, is the girl was, that is she, training? Uh, she was no 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 she's this uh, she's another woman he meets on the road who seems mm. to have her life in very much the same way and he builds a very meaningful connection with her. And it doesn't go where you expect, which I admire it for. Okay. Vera Farmiga was uh, the girl in The Departed. Okay. She was oh, right, wonderful right, right, in that. Right, yeah, yeah. She was uh, Paul Walker's wife in uh, Running Scared. Right. 
And she was in a very wonderful movie. Which, ugh, the name escapes me did she, right now. No, did she deserve she, the Oscar for Running Scared? She deserved the Oscar for The Departed, as far as I'm concerned. And she deserved the Oscar. She deserved an Oscar for playing basically Valerie Plame in a movie starring Kate Beckinsale. Barely got released last year. Um, and I cannot... I think it was directed by Ron Shelton. I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was called. Oh, that's going to cost you some votes. I know. Passenger? No. Uh, it was something really generic, which is why it's like incontrovertible truth or something like, like that. Uh, like, okay. yeah, but uh, like it's worth I have checking out because she's wonderful in it, starring Ewan McGregor and Ashley Judd. Like this movie, that's what I think of Eye of the Beholder. What about uh... we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we? We held Benjamin Dunn move yesterday, and yeah. he uh, gifted us a lot of his mediocre DVDs. All of which, his mediocre which, DVDs. which, if you've. Uh, if you've been a long-time listener of the show, you remember the episode where we just ripped on Alpha Dog, like who buys Alpha Dog? I'm actually in possession of his copy of Alpha Dog. And uh, Dos Bandidas. Yeah, the, the Bandidas movie with Penelope Cruz Wonderful. and Salma Hayek. Wonderful. Uh, so, so the movie is a success. The movie is, is actually, I, I, yeah, just the other day we were talking about, thank you, just the other day we were talking about uh, my favorite film of the year and how it wasn't up in the air I think mm. it is up in the air now. wow I think it's a really a very mature very very it's it's funny it's sweet it's dramatic it works on every level wow. I, I think up in the air might be might be my favorite film of the year so far overall's greatest death uh yeah X-Men Wolverine Wolverine was, was two X-Men, X-Men Orange uh, Wolverine uh that's number three that is not number three. No, what but about it's, it's, Jimmy Logan, the story of X-Men Origins Wolverine? <laughs> that is entirely different from what we just talked about, and that's number four. Okay. That's great. Okay. Yeah. But it really, it, it, the thing is, it really hit me, I think, on a personal level, because mm-hmm. here's, as I was telling Gilmore earlier, it's a story about a man who chooses basically his work mm-hmm. over uh, a, a relationship, right. a meaningful relationship. And, and you don't uh, have a choice I, I, of either. I'm, I'm unemployed <laughs> and my girlfriend dumped me a month ago, no. so I have neither. <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm like, I envy this man. This man is my god. <laughs> um, so that was that was rough. That was He's awesome. in the theater. I, but not nearly as rough as, and I think we need to make a stand How do you this. cut yourself with popcorn? Maybe Ani tried. I, I managed. <laughs> Uh, this is there's something we need to take a stand on. We've been talking about this for a while, and it happened again today when I saw Up in the Air. We need to create a, a support group for people who are suffering through the Shutter Island trailer. Every single movie I see, I try to go see a movie at least yeah, every week it's and a half. Everywhere. Every yeah. single movie I've seen for the past, I want to go so far as saying five, maybe even six months, yeah. has had the Shutter Island trailer because they keep, I feel like it's they keep pushing that. They keep pushing the film back. It was supposed to come out in November. Yeah. And it's now it's coming out next year. Bibiani, Bibiani, are we just rats trapped in a maze? Do you have any idea what what fear does to the mind? It corrodes it. My my, my favorite part of it is, is, is it, it, it who's the old guy? Uh, ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben, no, 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 Max, no, no. Uh, Max von Sydow. Uh, Max von Sydow. Yeah, comes like going somewhere. I was like. Why are you scared of Max von Sydow? He's an old Stop guy. Push him over. It's been a Get long it. time the, since the, the Seven Seal. You can kick his ass. The other part that uh, got me on the trailer was at the very beginning, opening moments yeah. of the trailer with the old lady, and he's like, "This is the criminally most, the most dangerous people, the most criminally insane." And then, and then the <laughs> old this really frail old woman with like goes, a big scar on her neck. And she, I was like, she clearly hasn't eaten in a year. What the fuck would she do to you? <laughs> Just I feel pretty over. cool about it. I'd this. be like, oh yeah, you want to you, you want to go in the fucking pit with me? Yeah. I'll end you. I will end you. Now here's the thing. Unless I, she's got adamantium skeleton or some shit like that. 
what really frustrates me about this trailer is that I still kind of want to see it because it's a Scorsese movie. Right. It's got a good cast. It's from a it's from, a it's from a book by by a very talented author, and I'm okay. But never I'm so have you sick had. of it now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's it's ruined it for me. Stop showing me this this thing. The only thing that'll get me in the theater is start a petition. No, is that Laura Dern in the movie? No. Okay. Michelle Williams. Yeah. Michelle Williams is in it, right? Robert De Niro, Emily Morton, Mark, Emily, Emily uh, Jack Earl Haley. I think Elias Coteas, one of my favorite yeah. character actors, is in there. Ben Kingsley, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ben Kingsley. Uh, what if Ben Kingsley does that in Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time? Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I wish he'd done it in Blood Rain. Then he would have moved at some point in the film. entire film on a chair. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so, guys, those are our movie reviews. And, yes, we should have a support group for everyone who's had to suffer through this Shutter Island and More than trailer. twice. I think that's fair. You can watch it a couple of times, but every single movie. And they movie, keep changing the trailer. It's a little different. Like, they yeah. used to be, there'd be this shot of Leonardo DiCaprio holding Michelle Williams, and she just sort of dissolved. Dissolve. And now she, like, turns to ash and crumbles in his arms. Yeah. And admittedly, that's cooler, because it looked really lame before. And are we all pretty confident as to what any kind of twist is in there? I assume Leonardo DiCaprio's been crazy the whole time. Right. Yeah, yeah probably. Or that we're all just rest of the maze. Yeah. Uh, straight through the wolves. Yeah. It's as if he evaporated. Straight through the wolves. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, guys, we have some movie news. Uh, ah, yes. Bibiani was nice enough to make up a list. But speaking of Sir Ben Kingsley, he segues us into this piece of news properly. Is, is this right? Am I reading this right? The, the, the Spider-Man 4 villains news? Is he involved in the conversation no, he there? Was no, no, no. There was a rumor that he was okay. originally going to play the Vulture in Spider-Man 3. Okay. Back, back when Sam Raimi wanted to do Sandman and the Vulture, he didn't care about Venom, and he still doesn't. Right. But uh, they ended up, we need to do Venom, fine, so we cut out the Vulture. And now they're talking about doing the Vulture, and they're talking about, and it's still unconfirmed, uh, John Malkovich oh, playing the Vulture. My Riddler choice. Uh, yeah, and he'd be a great Riddler. He was actually, Malkovich was originally offered the Green Goblin, and he turned it down. That's which right. Which is why I'm a little skeptical that he takes such an even smaller villain mm -hmm. well, now. Well, it seems like he could be a little more... Maybe. I mean, there's certain more... There's more, feathered, there's feathered? more credibility now, because there hadn't yeah. been a good superhero movie on the degree of Spider-Man at the time uh, Spider-Man 1 came out. Maybe yeah. that's it. But what's really disturbing, and again, this is all rumor, it's still conjecture... Maybe he'd be a great choice, but you know who knows. Uh, is the idea that Anne Hathaway, uh, Anne Hathaway being yay. cast as Felicia Hardy, cool, cool, got that's it, fine. Got it. I'm let's, fine let's with see that. The black that cat. That's like reasonable. Uh, but rumor has it she's not going to be the black cat. She's going to be the vulture s. Even though she is still playing Felicia Hardy, which just makes you wonder why you bother. I mean, I appreciate the only thing I can think of is that they wanted it to, uh, they wanted her to have some way of moving as quickly as Spider Man does throughout New York. But you know, because Black Cat's just sort of like, oh, I got grappling a whole lot of stuff. But why even make her Felicia Hardy? I, I don't know. It just seems... But again... Why I, make her the Vulturess? Do they not have guys, thousands whoa, 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 of characters whoa, 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 whoa. to choose from? For those of you at home worrying, Gilmore's very upset. Gil <laughs> Gilmore, Gilmore, wiggle your fingers, let him know you're okay. And take a drink. drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if the plot has Felicia Hardy and she's Vulturess and then she gets her wings clipped and she becomes Black Cat? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. No, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's what a grounded bird is. A cat. <laughs> it's true. This, this movie, uh, please make sure this rumor is not true. I'm okay with John Malkovich. I'm okay with Anne Hathaway. Just the vulturous part's kind of dumb. And, and everybody's been everybody's thing, been yeah. begging for Dylan Baker to, to grow a tail. And well, the really, apparently the, 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 the word on the street is that the producers don't want the lizard. 
because uh, he's be too, too good, too monstrous, too too broad, and you couldn't have like an expressive performance out of it. They want to see a, if we're gonna pay an actor to do it, want to see their face, and I'm That's like, it's really still stupid. it's stupid. I hate that. It's stupid. It's it's not Spider-Man uh, movie. Idea. They should make should basically be Craven's last hunt with the lizard. Craven. Why not Craven? I like Craven. Was that? Why not Craven? Why not Craven? Like oh, Craven. lizard instead of Craven because then he well, has no, Berman. No. Berman's the saddest part of that. Yes, okay. Berman is pretty sad. Um, so you're gonna be living in a couple years, <laughs> uh, like with the rats under. At like least the, someone like does the, what I say. The sewers. They're totally gonna listen to this and get the wrong idea. Now they think we want Anne Hathaway to play the vermin. Or uh, I'd like her to play the Max Gargan. <laughs> no one thinks that. They'll <laughs> uh, find a way. An additional, give me your list of news. I, I like ah, some of the news you selected. You, you selected right, some good news. Some... Speaking of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, there's some news that came out today that is rumored he may yeah. be up for Bilbo Baggins, yeah. The Hobbit. Uh, now, how do you justify Tobey Maguire? Like, that's got to be some effects right there. Well, Tobey here's Maguire the thing. First is... off, he's, he's already pretty short. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he's got those Ralph Bakshi fish eyes, mm-hmm. you know, which which will help. That'll, that'll save him some time okay. in CGI. Um, the thing that, the, the, here's the thing for me with Tobey Maguire, he seems very sleepy. Everything he does, he seems, he seems like he's just on the verge of nodding off most of the right. time. And I'm not sure that's what we want for The Hobbit. What about that Brothers trailer where he has a night, gun is going crazy? I don't, I don't, uh... You don't want to see that? I, no. An entire movie revolving around banging Natalie Portman? Well, that <laughs> depends on how much time is spent actually banging Natalie Portman. Yeah, that's true, because you know? then it's just like the rest If it's of like us. that Feruza Balk scene in American History X... I'm down. Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, here's, I can think of worse. I can think right. of worse choices to, to play The Hobbit. Right. Matthew McConaughey would be That'd somewhat be awesome. worse. Would be so, I think he'd be somewhat worse. I wonder if anybody in our, in our audience would actually YouTube an audition video of themselves pretending to be Matthew McConaughey auditioning yeah. for The Hobbit. How fucking funny <laughs> would that get? Could you imagine if like, someone in our audience YouTubes themselves as Matthew McConaughey Auditioning for The Hobbit? I gotta see that video. You guys gotta do that. Well, the thing is, when I, when I see it, I just think of... I thought I'd do my Bilbo without a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Free. Um, but my, here's my thing is, you have to... It is in continuity with the, with the Lord of the Rings movies. So it has to be someone who can mm. somewhat convincingly play a young Ian Holm. And I right. don't see that as... Right. That makes Wyatt. sense. I well, do. it is, you I know? I can see that. You can see well, him as young Ian Holm? Yeah. I just, I just can't picture him an alien with, like, sperm coming out of him as he bleeds. Uh, <laughs> I just can't, I can't picture Tobey Maguire doing that. That would be a weird remake for me. Well, guys, uh, speaking of the Lord of the Rings universe, uh, Lord of the Rings news that the theatrical cuts are actually going to hit Blu-ray uh, in April. So, but the, fuck you, extended yeah. cuts. Yeah, the, no the, release date planned for you. The extended cuts are the ones that we like to own as geeks. I, yeah, those things are so damn sad. It's bittersweet. Really. Um, it's like it's like finding out. Oh, we're going to put Blade Runner on Blu-ray, but not the director's cut. <laughs> We also talked a little bit about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, supposedly he's starring in a Viking movie directed by Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. So. And if there's one fr- uh, genre that is a tried and true uh, pattern of success throughout Hollywood history, it is the Viking movie. <laughs> okay, I mean, Eric the, Viking, Robbins, yeah. Eric the Viking is, uh, is still considered one of the greatest films ever made by a human being. Outlander. Uh, Outlander uh, is better than Passion of the Christ. What, well, about, just, what, what about just... The, Viki- the Vikings with Kirk Douglas. Also a great movie. The 13th Warrior. Oof. Brilliant filmmaking. Hagar the Horrible, the hey, original cartoon series. That was really, really great. And the film adaptation, Conan the Barbarian. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Um, had similar Viking tendencies. 
Um, so that seems like something I would never want to see in a million years. I wonder if Mel Gibson ever wants to direct anything that takes place in the modern day. Well, he did Man Without a Face. Oh, you're right. And it sucked. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, guys. Well, don't do anything. I, I'm sorry. Passion of the Christ and Apocalypto mm -hmm. just blew. Uh, don't do anything anymore. Rhett Weiss and uh, Paul Warnick, the two writers of Zombieland, are supposedly writing the Deadpool movie. And I don't know how the hell they're going to get out of the uh, the ending of X-Men Origins. I would assume it's not in continuity. Well, why would they do that? They're kind of trying to build that up. Are again, they right? They yeah. were, they've already it's broken continuity because they didn't explain at the end of the movie how Sabretooth became a mongoloid. That's true. <laughs> that bugged me. Or they don't explain how... Okay, so... I think we can do... Uh, can we safely talk spoilers on X-Men Origins Wolverine now? It's been long enough. I like how powerful uh, only, you oh, get uh, Only if you uh, refer to X-Men Origins Wolverine as the story of Jimmy Logan Wolverine, X-Men Origins, the story of Logan. Okay, what he said... <laughs> What you said bugged me, because you would really piss me off about and it. And Deadpool Merc with a mouth. They explain why Wolverine lost all his memories. He was shot in the head with yeah. adamantium bullets. The only thing that can get through is adamantium skull. But we saw x-rays of his head in X-Men 1, and there was no hole there. Uh, did that grow back? Does adamantium well, grow back now? Maybe there was a cutscene in X-Men 1 where they say, James Logan Wolverine Logan... Why, uh, why? It's obvious that we removed the bullet from your head, and now it healed yeah. back. Does he ever hear that rattling around? Probably. You know, if there's like, oh, there's turbulence oh. on an airplane. Yeah, his brain is oh, empty. man, I can't oh. forget math. Uh, while we're speaking about comic book adaptations, uh, remember the Jonah Hex movie? Uh, it's been shot, right? I mean, this movie it's, is it's finished. Done. But then John what? Malkovich broke his thumb. But then what happened to <laughs> this movie? Is this right that there are actually... Josh Brolin broke John Malkovich's thumb during a fight scene. That's, That's hardcore. Nice. Uh, is this real that, that, that there they're are actually reshoots? It. They're doing major, supposedly they're doing major reshoots by Francis Lawrence, the visionary director of I Am Legend. And Constantine. And Constantine. And didn't I, he do Day, Day of the Earth still? I moderately enjoyed no, both didn't. of those. No, he didn't. Who was that? Who was that? Uh, he did not do our Day of the Earth. Was that a guy did Max Payne do Day of the Earth still? Was that Francis <laughs> Moore? I don't know. Uh, uh, so guys, there's that news. Um, next weekend we're going to be reviewing Avatar. But uh, let's just keep the James Cameron love going. Uh, he's producing a remake of Fantastic Voyage. Supposedly he's producing a remake of Fantastic In which a scientist, Voyage. in order to cure himself, gets his friends, who are scientists, shrinks them, yeah. and then injects them into himself. It makes learning fun! I think, I think you know what? Been, it hasn't been that long since Interspace. Let's yeah. just leave it. Well, you know, they've been threatening this Interspace for... for Interspace was the shit. They've been threatening that this remake for about ten years. Uh, yeah. Shortly after Independence Day came out, and Roland Emmerich is still attached to, to direct it, yeah. Roland Emmerich wanted to do the sequel of Independence Day as Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum get shrunk down and sent into Bill Pullman's body because when he mind-melded with that one alien, they left some sort of trace in there of things. And they control Bill Pullman's body with a laptop... Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Bill Pullman's body is Mac compatible. Thank God. <laughs> they uploaded a virus into Bill Pullman's body. You That's see, hilarious. your body sees the virus as a series of ones and zeros. That was, it's I just that was what, lo that's what Lost Highway was. <laughs> uh, guys, <laughs> he's just like, I'm sick. Uh, guys, comic books, my favorite medium. Uh <sighs> There's been some Great. there's been yeah. some awesome awesome comics yeah. uh, that have come out. By the way, uh, this is what I've read. Uh, let's try and kick through comics though. I read some interesting stuff. Amazing Spider-Man, New Avengers. I got to tell you, if you guys are interested in the if you guys are reading the Avengers books and you're only reading Brian Michael Bendis's books, 
you are doing I'm yourself sorry. a disservice. <laughs> yeah. First off, I'm sorry. Second, uh, <laughs> Mighty Avengers is where it's at. Dan Slott and Chris Osgage have done such an amazing job of giving an action-packed version of the Avengers universe instead of just the I'm going to monologue for next five pages version of the Avengers universe. Now, I heard something that I uh, of this, and I haven't been reading the series, but I thought it was really cool. Uh, is it true that Hank Pym is now the universe's scientist supreme? He is. He's uh, a scientist supreme. Not just a sorcerer supreme. Scientist There's supreme. There's a sorcerer supreme and, and now like a that. scientist supreme. And he's not... It, it, because it's not about who's the best scientist. It's about who has the most free time. <laughs> <laughs> who has the most free time to take off? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, literally the, the, the celestial body. Or who's the guy who's... Living like Tribunal? The, not the Living Tribunal. He's the guy who you can see the universe in. Like, he's just a... Silhouette. Eternity. Eternity is like, yeah. is like Hank Pym. Uh, Reed Richards is an adventure. You're a scientist. You know what I mean, and uh, and they take down. Uh, they basically in the Mighty Avengers, they do so much streamlining of things like Young Avengers, the Avengers, New Avengers. They do so many great uh, streamlining of books. That you've got a lot of great stuff going on, and then they even streamline what's going on with the Inhumans right now. Uh, it's awesome. Was there a runoff for Scientist Supreme? Was there, was there like someone <laughs> from another planet? Because think about it, the bad. Dune makes some really cool shit. There's got to be one good scientist. Yeah, Mighty, Mighty Avengers was great. And then okay. the Marvel Universe is kind of turning into Siege, uh, uh, the cable. Uh, basically, Siege is um, Doctor Doom and Loki. You know that they're that they're hanging out with uh, Norman Osborn. I'd love to see them just hang out. But, just but, all but, but green <laughs> they go to together. 2012. The, the, it's the, like, the, oh man, this sucks. They're they're up to no good. Loki's convinced the Asgardians and Thor you in the you know. in the Thor books. Loki convinced the Asgardians to go live, live, live in Latveria. You're not going to win. Okay. Uh, to, to live in Latveria so yes. that they can abduct it uh, as guardians and dissect them so that Doctor Doom can figure out how to live it eternally. See, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, the one mortal living in, uh, in uh, Asgard, Bill. As in Beta Ray Bill. No, no, he's just a little a regular guy named Bill. Who oh, was, just... Cause, cause, just Bill. Uh, the, the dude who's dating that chick? Yeah, yeah. They're still going out? Yeah, they're still going well, Asgard used to be over Oklahoma. This guy skipped a ride. He's now in Latveria. He witnesses Dr. Doom and Loki cutting up Asgardians. He runs for it. He's seen. And he's actually beaten the shit out of and killed right as Balder, who's now king. Balder shows up and is like, oh my god, you killed this mortal. He finds out what's going on. And now all of Asgard is out for Loki's head. Fuck. So now there's a big war where the Asgardians are fighting Loki and Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom says, you know what, I've got a surprise. All those Asgardians he's been kidnapping, he now sends them after his own, and they're like, turned into like half robot fucking Doom so bot Asgardians. Clore. It's crazy. So it's Clore, but, they're, but now they're working It's fun, it's fun to read. That's I'm cute. into it, I'm into it, I'm into That's it. That's cute, I, I can So I can the Siege, um, what else we got, what else we got? Uh, a lot of, a lot of Mar I read, I read a lot of Marvel, I read a lot of Marvel. But Bibiani, on, on the other hand, uh, I read my first Marvel superhero comic book in going on a year, because I got really, really sick of all oh, the Oh, you bullshit. read Sword. I read Sword. Yeah, it's the book. I remember when uh, Joss Whedon said, uh, they asked Joss Whedon, now you've done Astonishing X-Men, is there any other book you would like to do for Marvel? And he said, yes, I would love to do a comic book series uh, based on this organization that created S.W.O.R.D., a sort of alien-centric shield. If you guys and read Astonishing X-Men, you know all about it. Exactly, and now it's not being written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> so that was a concern. But here's the thing. So it's about basically S.H.I.E.L.D. up in space. And it's cute. It's got some new characters. Beast is in it now. That's mm -hmm. that's nice. Lockheed has Lockheed. dialogue. That's also fun. Weird. But here's here's what bothers me. And I like the issue, by the way. I do think it's worth checking out. But 
the first plot point, the most important thing that happened <laughs> in the first issue is that S.W.O.R.D. is now being co-run by Henry Gyrick. Now, don't people realize this is a problem by yeah. now? Because here's the thing, Henry Gyrick, he's a villain and his only superpower is he has the world's longest resume. Right. He has been in charge of every <laughs> single super team in the Marvel Universe at one point or another. There was this great issue of Power Pack where he was babysitting them, and he was like, no, you can't have the Lincoln Logs cutbacks. So it's it's really just, it, it's a little trite. Yeah. I, I don't understand why, even, I, I realize like Norman Osborn's kind of in charge now, and he's putting his own cronies back in there, but has Henry Kyrick ever done anything successfully? No. Yeah. So that's a concern. That bugs me. What's the actual physical challenge in the book? Well, there's this alien stuff. It, 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 here, it's, here's it's, what happened with me. Yeah. I, I found the book. I picked it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the store. And, and, I, and I, I like to read everything that's tied in like the, the X-Men books because I'm reading all of them. And Astonishing X-Men's pretty good. And uh, it, just the artwork looked so cartoony. It is cartoony. I mean, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. It, it, it does kind of have a uh, Kevin it's not, I kind of liked it. I'm not I into think that. Beast is drawn with like a bizarre Beast elongated looks like a horse. face. But um, I, one thing I did like, and this this made me really happy, is that Death's head is in it. But what they don't explain is why he's not Minion anymore. Yeah. That pisses me off because he switched bodies with a very very advanced, even more advanced robot I'm not called it. Minion. Uh, this happened. God, 15 years ago now, and they didn't actually explain why that isn't there anymore. So, so sword. that bugs the crap. But the main, the main thing that the the series is going to be about is apparently Henry uh, Gyrick wants to use sword to basically deport every alien on Earth. So I'm all for it. So there's the uh, there's there's your little plot point. If you think that sounds interesting, then perhaps you should read it. And if you don't think that's interesting. Uh, I, I have nothing for you. Except... Yeah, that's a book. That, that, this is a book that I uh, actually didn't even pick up, but I want to because yeah. I'm a big fan of both these individuals, Gabriel yes. Ba and Fabio Moon. Yes. They usually do their a lot of work for Dark Horse. Yeah, they've done uh, uh, Gabriel Umbrella ba Academy. did the artwork for Umbrella Academy. Uh, uh, Fabio Moon, uh, didn't he work Ooh. on Casanova? Yeah, well, he's doing the artwork here. Uh, yes, he is. And, and uh, it's it's sort of... Um, and this is Day Tripper. What is it about? Sorry Day about Tripper... That. Day Tripper, beautifully written book, is about a guy who writes obituaries, and the first issue is the last day of his life. The last day of the life of a guy who writes about people dying for a living. Oh, wow. Uh, but here's what's weird for me. And again, it's beautifully written. It has sort of a love in the time of cholera feel to it, if that makes any sense. But uh, the weird choice that they made of this is it's the first issue in what's going to be a 10-issue limited series. There's no cliffhanger. Okay. It com feels completely resolved. I had to check online to see if there was going to be any more issues. Not only that, Because it feels so completely... I know, oh, right? And oh, then there's no, a, that's an intro. And then there's a preview for a new uh, Grant Morrison book called Joe the Barbarian, which appears to be about a kid uh, who gets trapped in the world of his own action figures and has to become a barbarian of sorts. Yeah, I read this preview. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of the art style, but it looks cute. Not a fan of the art style either, but uh, yeah. I will check it out based on our friend Grant Morrison's yeah. name. Um, he is a good friend. Is this book worth uh, checking Absolutely out? Absolutely worth checking out. Beautifully written, lovely art style. I love the the muted uh, color scheme. Uh, I'm a big, big fan, but it's just so weird that they're doing the first issue and they don't have a reason to compel you to read the next one. Right. There's no, there's nothing that's left unresolved. They don't even have like a, a page at the back explaining like, hi, this is Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. You know, we, we've written this series. Here's what we're going to do with this series. That's sort of somewhat standard as well. So it's just a matter of keeping us interested in seeing what happens next and I wouldn't have known. So I recommend it. it. It's beautiful. Love it. One of the better Vertigo books I've read in a while. Better new Vertigo books anyway. 
Uh, and I would recommend checking it out. Guys, we're going to take a pause right here, not not, not on camera, but uh, but because of the holiday season, um, Bibiani was gentlemanly enough, thinking this may be his last episode of Geekscape before the holiday. Ever. Uh, before the holiday. To, to, to give Gilmore and I um, uh, Christmas gifts. I took Gilmore, sorry about that. Uh, and he he actually surprised us and brought yeah, we Christmas had no idea. gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Had we known, we would have smiled more. Yeah. As it stood, they just wouldn't, sat there and cried. Wouldn't have got them anyway. Auto warranty owner. Sat there yeah. and cried. I got you respect for Christmas. Let's open this. All right, yeah. let's open these up and see what it is. Anything you want to tell us? Warning? Uh, no, no. I why, just, was, why is it no, bleeding? This is actually uh, based on a tweet you made not too long ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. How did you know? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold, hold your horses. Hold your horses. Let me see what we got. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I've got these I've guys. actually been wanting one of these for a long time. It's an 8-bit tie from ThinkGeek, one of my favorite geek websites. Oh, wow. This guy tweeted a while ago that he doesn't have enough ties. I'm disappointed that they're clip-ons. <laughs> but not. I figured that I'm Brian, not, Brian usually dresses more of a summer, and he is today. Jonathan, a bit more of a winter, going with yeah. blue. So this all worked out. And yeah, I, really I do wear weapons. more blue. In, in exactly. The... So now uh, these guys have something to wear to Comic-Con next year. This is this awesome. Make them you know, really I almost bought this for Comic-Con this year. Uh, yeah. Sweetie, come here. Laura? I don't, I don't know if that's going to work with that. Uh, now I can go as a little shirt. guy from Braid. Look at what Baby Yachty got me. An 8-bit tie. We got 8-bit ties. It's a tie, but it's in an 8-bit universe. Laura just spoke. You need to drink. Uh, I've, been, um, I've been reading this great conversation between Miyamoto and Iwata. Really? The two video game pioneers in Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, is this on on, on Nintendo.com yeah. they have this series about Iwata's discussions oh, with the different awesome. game developers Yeah, and this conversation with Miyamoto was kind of done to promote one of our favorite pastimes currently New Super Mario Brothers we in which you and I <laughs> test the extent of our friendships absolutely and it's, we, we've reached we, a breaking we, point a couple of times we, we really that. get to a point in frustration with each other playing New Super Mario Brothers yeah. we, where Bibiani has to stop me look at me and say Jonathan it's like it's just a game. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's just okay. a game. Shh. I didn't mean I to. Have to pet his head a little bit. Because we both do silly things. Like we, we do. Like we get well, to almost the end of like a really frustrating level, and I'll have died. Yeah. And whatever you have to do, you have to stay alive. Yeah. And you'll test that maybe there's a mushroom there, and maybe jump there was. and jump back into an abyss. Listen, if there was a mushroom there, it would have paid off in spades. But the other thing is, this, and the thing is, this game you have collision against each other, so it's just made for these little accidents. That send you both into you, the magma. Sometimes there are levels where the only way to get through them, and we discover this, is to move as quickly as possible. Right. So if you don't do that, you could die. But if you do do that in the wrong place, you can also die because you can't <laughs> see where you're going. The movie is uh, the, the the game started out so simply, yes. and it soon progressed into madness. It's just madness. Uh, but yes. that being said, buddy, thank you for the Christmas gift, and I Dude, cannot. Thank you so I cannot, much. I cannot yeah, imagine. I honestly, have wanted one of these for yeah. like a year. I cannot yeah. imagine anybody who's. It's more fun to play that game with. So I, I really do enjoy playing I, that I, game with I, this. I, I love it as well. Um, that being said, if you guys want to check out this conversation between Miyamoto and Iwata about the beginnings of not only Nintendo but the Mario character, the Mario you franchise, you can check it out at this link. It, it will at Nintendo. It's a, oh. pretty, it's a pretty long URL. I was, I was hoping you. But uh, it's great. It's great to read. It's really fascinating. As a, I keep as trying a to get him to put designer. shit on screen every time I'm on. <laughs> if you want to see naked pictures of Jerry Ryan, look here. Uh, well, we just put up the name. Um, <laughs> so, guys, that being said, Nintendo had another big release this past weekend for you DS owners. It's uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. This is the DS uh, sequel of sorts. It takes place 100 years 
after uh, Phantom Hourglass, which is the last DS. But what's weird run. about it is that, so now, now so there's a train in this one. You're you don't spend the entire time sailing, which is always frustrating no matter what Zelda game it was in. I enjoyed it. Uh, the sailing? Um, because once you discover the warps, like in, I mean, it's still tedious. I, I still, I, I think it's, it's I an think, unnecessary I think way to Waker, extend the game. Wind Waker was a phenomenal game. I loved Wind and Waker. Wind Waker was a phenomenal game, except for all the sailing. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. But but he's got a train now. Yes, that's 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 what he's got. Um, so this takes place in the 1800s. <laughs> well, this uh, freaks me out a little bit that Zelda's rapidly approaching to the day when he's going to need an iPod. Well, story story wise, the the the, the weird thing that uh, well, what starts out is it's a hundred years after the uh, events of Phantom mm. Hourglass. The Again. young the young boy who wants to be a pirate in that game, yeah, uh, is Link's roommate when he starts up. Uh, the, 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 the the new Link, yeah, a little roommate, right? <laughs> he's like, a roommate. He, but, he's but, like but, sleeping on the but, couch. He's but, got bitches over, but he's now an old man. <laughs> He, old he, bitches. He's super. He's a super old man, <laughs> and he's like, and, and, and he's like, uh, he's like Link. You remind me of, or whatever. You, uh, I, whatever I, you name him as. I, I named him Rufus after he, my dog. Yeah, and, and he's I, like Rufus. You remind yeah. me of an old friend of mine. Yeah, I couldn't blah, resist the urge to call him fag balls. And uh, and so, no, oh, oh, you're borrowing my. Uh, I am. So you're, you're fag balls on your fan fag balls. Right now. And so basically, uh, these 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 railroad tracks are chains that are keeping the evil demon inside of the earth. Right, and they're starting. Oh, to, that's kind of. They're, they're, they're starting to disappear. Doesn't just do that in Supernatural? Well, they're starting to disappear because the tower has been disrupted, mm. and the powers fall. Uh, the tower has fallen apart, okay. and you and Zelda, a spirit version of Zelda, because they've conducted mm. her body, have to go to all these different yeah, temples. Like you do. Different temples yeah. and realign the. So, so actually, it's the Lovely Bones meets Let's into Zelda. Kind of, yeah. Meets uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Kind of, yes. Meets Supernatural. And so you have to put these pieces of the tower back together. That's a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring back these, these, these railroad tracks in yeah. order to keep this thing uh, okay. stuck in the earth. It is an improvement on Phantom Hourglass. Uh, it, it takes Do you get the boomerang first or the grappling hook? You get a brand new... You get a couple things before you get either of those things. What? The, uh, bag? Have you gotten to the place in Phantom Hourglass where you are blowing on stuff in order to disable yes. them? Yes. You get a pan flute early on in this game. Uh, and that's you actually what we need have, another musical instrument. You actually have to play notes by blowing oh, into your that's, DS. That's, that's got to be rough. And slide ruling so the DS. Do you, oh, so you so, don't actually so, have to be on, you don't, you don't need to have perfect pitch, though. I, I'm, no, you just okay, have to blow, and then you slide rule the stuff. Laura caught me. Uh, I was playing the game in bed. <laughs> she was trying to be asleep. Yeah, she, she was trying that to was sleep. That was like sweet nothing. It's like... <laughs> She was trying to sleep, and I'm and I'm and I'm getting uh, I'm getting used to this pan flute device in the game, and she it, it, she's like asleep, and she goes, "Are you actually whistling the notes as well?" Because <laughs> you just literally have to blow into the DS microphone and move along the notes, and she and I'm sitting there going, "Ooh," and trying to be quiet too. So you're also a dying I'm seal. Try, I'm trying to be quiet because she's sleeping. <laughs> And because uh, that's the game you play while she's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to put the game down because it's so much fun. The musical game's the one but, you play while she's sleeping. Yeah, the one that requires yeah, you to make. Yeah, I, I should just play. Uh, Excuse me, honey. I need to play Guitar Hero in the room. Guitar Hero Road Rules, or whatever the hell. <laughs> So I'm playing that game, and uh, the game is fun. It's definitely yeah. an improvement. There's not as much backtracking as, as, as what, what. That's what really put me off on Phantom Hourglass. That's a shame. Um, I enjoyed uh, it. Speaking of music games, a lot of new games have been announced or have had like big trailers. Well, the VGAs last were last week. week. VGAs last week, so a lot of games have just gotten you know we whatever. We uh, yeah. We did skip out. We totally did. Uh, but uh, 
one of your favorite bands has a new game coming yes. out. Uh, a lot of you guys have commented on the fact that I am stuck as a 13-year-old in an aging body. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look at my music tastes, you know what? That couldn't be more accurate. I, I, I've been in a car with this guy's <laughs> iPod. It's the whitest thing I've ever seen. It's uh, Green Day is one of my favorite bands. I've been, a, I've been a fan of Green Day literally since I was 13. Um, Technical difficulties, take a drink. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, them at a place called Liberty Lunch in Austin open for a band called Bad Religion. Oh, wow. Oh, they were, man. They, they were touring on an album called Kerplunk. It was my first time experiencing Green Day. Oh, my Green God, Day. really? Oh, That's man. Did uh, Billy Joe have his long he weird dreads. hair? He had dreads. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And uh, that being said, um, it was a formative night in my life. I've obviously never moved past it musically. Yeah. And... If anything is going to get me playing Beatles, uh, playing rock band, it'll probably be Green Day rock band. <laughs> yes, so Green Day rock band's coming out. But here's what I love about Green Day rock band. I love you, EA, for doing this. Because unlike Beatles rock band, if you wanted to play Beatles rock band, you have to put in Beatles rock band. You can't put in rock band 2 and then play your Beatles songs. Green Day rock band, you can put Green Day rock band in your 360 or your PlayStation 3, not your Wii, because your Wii sucks. Uh, and you can just download all the songs from the game onto your hard drive and then put Brilliant. them on Rock Band 2. So all you have to do is rent Green Day Rock Band. Right. Save you a lot of money and you get all the same content unless you really want to watch awkwardly animated Billy Joes and all the other man members on I your screen. Do. It might you kind of do. It, it well, might, that's why you rent it. Well, for me, it might be the only re version of Rock Band I ever own. Aww. Until Until... Blink-182 Rock Band. Oh, uh, that'd be or, awful. Or, it should be Blink-182 Live Rock Band so everyone can sing yeah. and sound exactly like the people actually singing. <laughs> yeah. Or, Weezer Rock Band. Uh, well, I, I, want, have, I basically yeah. have Weezer Rock Band. I downloaded like all the Weezer songs yeah. on Rock Band. It's, I have, like, set. it's great. I want a Talking or, Heads Rock Band. Or, I want to have see the entire Stop Making Sense tour. Or, or Jonas shit. Brothers Rock Band. I'm kidding. They're probably, yeah, they're probably doing that. Uh, so what other games were announced? Oh, I mean, God. It's Arkham Asylum 2. That was the big surprise. Yeah, Arkham but Asylum all too. the footage was of actually like Gotham after like a big Arkham Asylum breakout. So I don't know if they're actually going to call it Arkham Asylum yeah, too. That sounds weird. It's like yeah. man, you're back here. No, no. Why don't you call them the Narrows? There you <laughs> go. Wasn't that the place? That where was in, that was in, the place that yeah they ended up turning the entire. There's that. Part of the city into Arkham. Uh, you started seeing some footage from more footage from Crackdown too, which I'm excited about. I love I that really game. I really did not give a shit about Crackdown. I yeah, love Crackdown. I, 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 I really I, gave it the college. I love that game. Uh, okay. the, the the one the, the big who gives a fuck. Yeah. I thought was the Tron Legacy. I didn't even bother looking at it. Uh, but you know what? Halo, Halo a, Reach came out. And that's got to be that's got to be respected. Uh, um, a lot of people. I mean, that's okay. a big it's crazy. What do you think? Like, what do you think? Because it looks the two like, biggest Halo people that I know are like meh. Here's Graham the thing. Douglas. I'm okay with Jake I, 108. Halo plays like Halo plays well. I enjoy the Halo games, but the trailer doesn't really show us anything. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of different uh, Spartans. That's it. That's what it wanted. Big in whoop. The cinema. Big yeah. big whoop. So, uh, but actually, I want to go back to, to Tron because Tron, despite the fact that it's a movie based on video games, uh, it's never had a good video game. It's well, never had a good. Yeah, no, it's right. never had a good video game. Yeah. And the thing that uh, I remember when remember Tron Two Point came tabletop? out, I know Tron Two Point came out not that like maybe three four years ago. It was like a console game, and I was watching a Lifetime original movie with Emma Caulfield from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Luke Perry, and Bradley Cooper before he was anyone. Luke Perry was also from Buffy the Vampire. I know. So. Uh, oh. So, uh, so it was, or was it the other guy? Anyway, but here's the thing. The thing that I love about it was there's a scene, really what awkward scene. What other guy? There's only Luke Perry. Ryan Austin Green. No, no, the, the other Jason? White. Yeah, Jason Priestley. 
Okay. Jason Priestley was not. Uh, okay. 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 Sorry, Luke. So, uh, but there's this awkward scene in which this guy is like totally hooking up with this girl, like, oh, we have so many things in common. I play video games. Really? I play video games too. Have you played Tron 2.0? I love Tron 2.0. Have you played the multiplayer? No, I haven't played the multiplayer. It's nothing without the multiplayer. And I was like, oh my god. Someone got paid a shitload of money for the product placement on this film. That is That's horrible. That's the most awkward thing I have ever seen That's in horrible. my life. That is That's horrible. Ryan probably did for. that. That's not that what you horrible. pay the most for. Yeah, yeah? You pay the most for... That's the. That's like the second most expensive thing. The most yeah. expensive thing is when it's woven into the story. Like FedEx uh, and uh, Castaway. Oh, God, right? That being said, the new Planet 51 game, I loved it. I loved the new Planet 51 game based on the movie. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. That, that like, maybe, <laughs> like maybe they paid Jeez, me a It was very <laughs> it, it, it was a joke as if they paid, there, paid me lots of money to say that shit. With the exception of Spider-Man 2. It's not like that's different from other shows. Here's the thing that bugs me. With the exception of Spider-Man 2, has there ever been a good movie tie-in video game that came out at the same time as the film? The original NES Batman. Yeah, okay, fair Fucking enough. But things were different then, though, because back when you were doing the NES and Super NES... Everyone had an engine for a good side scroller. All I had to do was put right. in a new sprite, you know, change the, uh, the, the you still color and everything like nice that. Level design. No, fair enough, but it was still relatively simple. Now it takes so much longer to put together a film like this. Instead of yeah. just oh, we just got to do a good side scroller, well, just make a Batman. The, the now we have to is, create a whole three D world. You, you got to look at the development time on a game and the development yeah. time yeah. on a movie. The development time on a solid game is three years minimum. On a movie, it's yeah. two. Absolutely. Dude, so, New, you, so New York Minute for the yeah. Game Boy Color. Yeah. <laughs> really. So, okay, so, I wouldn't be surprised. So basically, movies are going to be ordered at, at, at two hours in advance to be like, wow, we got to get a game for this. I know. Uh, X-Men Origins... Uh, as much as we joke about Jimmy the Logan, the, 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 the Wolverine... The was a million times better than oh, the movie. Was, uh, yeah, the plot actually kind of makes great, sense. Yeah. You know, there was a lot the of... Game action. was great. It was a slash em up There was really not, not a lot of content yeah. to it, but it was fun. It was this good God of War, let's just beat the shit out and, of a bunch of squishy people. And it won Best Cast of the VGAs. It, it actually it? did, yeah. yeah. Pretty much everyone for the movie. Pretty much everyone for the movie. But uh, but the reason I know that is because Tim Schafer on Twitter was like, okay, we didn't win Best Cast for Brutal Legend, but moving on. Yeah, but um, they did win Best Boys for Jack Black, right? They did. I don't know. I, I was know. sad because Mark Hamill didn't win. No, just Leah told me. Like, uh, oh, Mark Hamill didn't the, win. The one Aww. thing, uh, listen to this, the one thing that made me regret not going to the VGAs uh, this year was... Um, Played. That uh, Mega Man 10 was announced because yeah. they sent out little E uh, energy oh, yeah. pellet, a, yeah. a little energy containers. Ooh. I know. That looked like, so they looked cool. like soda cans. When you open them, you got a t shirt for Mega Man 10, oh, really which cool. is keeping with the retro theme of Mega Man 9, which is a huge download success. Well, what was more exciting to me about Mega Man 10, obviously that would have been great to have an E container, but uh, is Sheep Man. Yeah, one of the villains the is named The most cuddly Sheep villain Man. of all time. Well, now, what do you think, as a, a friend of Sheep, Everywhere. What do you think goes into your battle <laughs> with, with Sheep Man? I assume you have to share him up. You have there's to share him? There, there's probably like a Scissor Man or something like that. They you have to fight first? Exactly. Yeah, or a Beak Man. Shear Man. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that's the only thing that makes sense. Or Farm Fucking Man. There you go. No, no, yeah. no, no. Cure for no. Herpes Man. No. Pond of Making Man. No. no. Frat Man. No. <laughs> frat Man uh, Frat Man's... So, and, and, and then, after, all, and then after Sheep Man, you can yeah, fight. You can, you can fight. Because frat boys. You can fight Sweaterless Man. Sweaterless Man is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Sheep Man announcement is pretty awkward. I mean, <laughs> that, that's fantastic. the that's the big rave. That's yeah. the big rage about this game. The other thing is that uh, the artwork that was on the T-shirt that's on the uh, release of the game is that there are two or three possible characters you can play yeah. as. 
Yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. there going to be co-op, perhaps, in the Mega Man 10? I don't know. Mega Man, the little blonde chick. It'd be cool if it's It's Mega Man, right? and then it's... Uh, is it Zero again? Zero. Yeah. It looks like... I mean, I'm not the big, biggest Mega Man fan. Yeah. But, but it's exciting. I liked, it's exciting. I liked Mega Man 9. Mega Man 9 was a fun And I like the romp. idea of retro games. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I read an interview with uh, another Nintendo interview, and they gave the reason for why they don't... Uh, you know how uh, the big thing right now is to take old games and revamp them with better graphics and stuff like, like Turtles that. Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time, stuff like that. But I didn't like that. Um, Turtles in Time, it was okay. But what they... Uh, there was a really... Uh, there was an unforgivable sin there. There's no drop in play for Turtles in Time. Yeah, that, that's big. That pissed me off. But what me, Miyamoto said about updating yeah. things like Link to the Past is that people have pretty emotional connections with Yeah, the reason the why the you time. remake anything, regardless of video games, is because someone had an emotional connection to it and they would care... To see it again, but or, because or of that, heard about but because of that, again. they're not upgrading the graphics. Exactly that retro feel. I mean, it'd be cool to, to continue some of those franchises in an eight bit or sixteen bit look. I think yeah, it's, it's just a style. That's, a, that's cool. It's the video game like equivalent yeah, yeah. of a, of uh, black and white or Technicolor or any yeah, or, or, or any or anything that's somewhat millimeter. retroactive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it has an older aesthetic. I just watched Public Enemies, and uh -oh. they shot it, this period film all in digital. That was my biggest. And it, it doesn't work. Problem. It looks really weird. It looks wrong because you realize. There's always shit they didn't have back then. Okay, you couldn't have moved the camera this way back then, or the color sure. was wrong. But this digital does not. The actual. Yeah. The actual quality. The of aesthetic the image of it is, is, wrong. is just. It, it feels like yeah, it's just. Creepy. We're not saying every 1930s movie has to be shot like Scar, the original Scarface. No, what no, we're no, saying but is, it, right. it's a matter of making it feel like it shouldn't exist. Right. Is wrong. And you can do it. I mean, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou used a digital intermediate, and they fucked with all the image and everything, but, you know, it, it looks and feels right. right. So, well, it, yeah. yeah. So if but you're doing that, something, re if you're doing something retro, it needs camera. to feel retro. In this was way. shot on the red. What? Uh, Public, Public Enemies? Enemies. Red sucks. Public Enemies. Well, red red's nice if you're lighting it correctly. Fair enough. But, but he Nothing but, but, feels more like digital than an, an interior with a bunch of white right. walls and you blow light in from the windows or the open door. Well, Michael Mann wants to do the runaround uh, yeah. do documentary type style of, sure. of, of handheld and this and that. Man, some of those scenes where, there, where there's almost no lighting and Johnny Depp's in a car at night yeah. or down a dark hallway and you see those yeah. lights blowing out, man, oh, it's awful. you can see the discrepancies. Yeah. Uh, any more video game news before we say goodbye? Uh, Apparently we have five. Uh, New Prince of Persia takes place between Sands of Time Warriors. Hey, we within. went to, uh, Bibiani and I no? went to the uh, Machinima Video Game Awards the night before the Video Game Awards. Did you know? We certainly did. Yes, we and did. I was really happy that a certain game got recognition. It's a uh, downloadable game called I Made a Game with Zombies in it. Oh, yeah, the $1 game on Xbox Live. Yeah, it's $1. And, like, the, it's basically asteroids, but with zombies. Which yeah. is totally cool. And it's it's really, really fun. Absolutely. And, like, the whole thing, and, like, the first, like, few minutes is just a guy actually singing about right. how he made a game with zombies in it, and it only costs a dollar. I, I downloaded that. It's awesome. hilarious. Off of our very own Jake 108's suggestion. Uh, we, what we, we went to this thing, and sorry, yeah. and we, it was a lot of the awards were like, okay, fanboys that, had, you know, went to Halo, went to big popular games. One thing that pissed me off is that they had the best. The, my, my point is mainstream stuff. Best character, most compelling character. Guy Street went to the Joker, and I was like, "What are they going to give this to Bill Finger? That's how can you give people an award for a character yeah. who's been around for like seventy years?" Yeah, you're right. That's not fair. That, That's not, that guy shouldn't even be nominated. That was really. Lame. No, don't wrong. He was well done in Barkham Asylum. It was great. But what? Yeah. That, freaked, that pissed me off. And our sentimentality to that character relies on so much beyond just this there's game. A lot of, there's a lot of baggage. We want we come into the game wanting to love the Joker. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, speaking of Jake 108, uh, I played with him a little this weekend on Left 4 Dead 2. 
Left 4 Dead 2 It's blowing me away I'm loving everything about Fantastic. it Fantastic hard, The Hard Rain storyline About it, yeah. It's so great You have to go get gas From You know usually There's five chapters In one of these yeah. things uh, There's like two Three chapters in this You have to go through A factory You have to go across This landscape Get gas And then come back through the checkpoints and everything that you've been the safe rooms that you've been going through yeah. whatever you take on your way there isn't going to be there on your way back mm. so you have to really gauge how much you need stuff that's cool and things get more difficult because when you're there the storm hits and on your uh, way back traversing the landscape is going to get that much worse nice. and then you've got to hold out on top of the uh, on top of the uh, the restaurant while the boat Fuels up It gets there That's very it's, cool That's the one Where you have to go through The one with the sign and yeah, There's a fact, the sugar factory You have to go through And there's a big old sign In the front that says Stay out Witches <laughs> It is the That's like the most frightening thing Just hearing about that the, Is terrifying The atmosphere nice. In this level I mean nice. with the rain You can't see it From beyond your head yeah. The mics start going lower On your yeah. teammates So you stop being able To hear each other yeah. The atmosphere in this game Is awesome and, It is and heads and above what happened in the first game, even though I loved that one. They just announced the most the downloadable content I'm most excited about since Fallout Broken Steel. Downloadable content for Left 4 Dead 2, in which you get to, uh, in which will include the cast in the original game. That's oh, awesome. I don't know if you, didn't know you cool. team up with them. I don't know if they're playable, but you team up with them, and that's oh, awesome. The two universes merge. That's oh, so cool. Because yeah. that's the one thing that actually, literally, something that bugs me in Left 4 Dead 2 is I miss Zoe. Yeah. I do miss Zoe. I miss Zoe. Zoe's, miss Zoe Zoe's my character. There isn't a Zoe, really, in I Left 4 Dead 2, and that really bugs me. So guys, I love, yeah. they, they didn't have a what's-his-fuck, though. Uh, the sorry. Guy. Oh, Ellis is great. Ellis he's is hilarious. Ellis is great, don't get me wrong, but he's no Zoe. So guys, um, that is our episode of Geekscape. You can check us out on Facebook. Just search for Geekscape. Uh, you can befriend all of us on there. Definitely become a fan. Not only that, if you guys are fans right now, you may think, hey, I don't have to lift a finger. I'm already a fan of Geekscape. Come on, guys. We're a growing community. Pass this on to your friends. Let them know about Geekscape. Let them know where you can find Gilmore, Bibiani, and I. He's writing for the site. Gilmore's doing something. I'm continuing to throw you guys some episodes. We'd really appreciate the love spreading it to your friends. Uh, end of the year list is coming up on the website. You're going to want to check that out. That's geekscape.net. You can buy a t-shirt there for $10. You buy a t-shirt, I'll throw something extra in the package. Not only a free pen, but... Maybe that copy of e Eye of the Beholder. Yeah. With Jim McGregor and Ashley Judd. Oh, we'll give you Ben's shitty DVD Yeah, we'll give you Ben's shitty DVD well, well, and, and, and the second person to yeah. buy a t-shirt, I'll just poop in the box. Not only that, guys, there's another week left to vote in the Geekscape uh, third annual Geekscape Awards. So go on the website, look for that in the forums. Vote uh, for me! You can if you want. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, the nice people at Scholastic are still giving us two more weeks to do the Malice Contest. You can win a copy of this book. There's five books that we're giving out. All you have to do is go on the forums and post the stupid dares that you used to do to each other as kids. For me, it was like, you know, like Bloody Mary, stuff like that. Go climb in a ditch. Scary stuff like that. Just post that. We're going to pick the top five. Pop Rocks and Soda. Pop Rocks and Soda. You'll get a copy of Malice, the new book from Scholastic Books. That's actually pretty cool. It's half book, half graphic novel. Half mad. Awesome. It's a wear book. It's a wear book. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We're gonna be next. We're gonna be here next week with Nara Williams uh, and a review of Avatar. Ooh. And these two friendly ghosts. So hopefully you're still with us after drinking. And drink. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Thank and you. And I hope you're resoundingly trash by now. <laughs> <laughs>